Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener, your host, Ken Lane, talking about the mountains, the landscapes of northern Arizona. Oh, the fall of the year is just so nice. Mornings are crisp. Afternoons are warm. Your plants love this kind of weather. Certain plants really thrive in this kind of weather. In fact, if you could have it just frost real lightly, they'll even thrive more. We're coming into a season where you're going to see a change in the landscape, it's going to be dramatic, and it might happen any day. It might There's a little front coming through. It might even happen in the next few days. We'll see if you believe the weatherman. What you want to keep in mind is your tomatoes, the begonias, the coleus, those things that are very frost sensitive. You want to be ready to cover and protect those things. Those are tropical plants. They don't like to be below 50. If you're cold outside, so are they. So you want to throw a sheet over those. This is where a hoop house or greenhouse really plays out for you. But you can keep plants going even right out there in the yard simply by covering them with a with a sheet, a light, light, something breathable kind of fabric, burlap. You don't want to use a, f- a fabric or a material like plastic sheeting to cover things or, or a shower curtain, something that doesn't breathe. You want things that breathe. So sheets are great, blankets, anything that breathes. Cold or plastic tends to hold cold in around that plant longer than a breathable material. You just want it, when it does frost, you want it to light on top of that fabric, not permeate down onto the foliage. And then you can keep those to green tomatoes. You can ripen them up right on the vine. Mouth-watering. Just, it's, it's, just, it's the time to do it. We can have light frost for the next month or so. Heavy freezes, by then you got to commit. You can't, you can't just throw a sheet over it and keep the freeze off, but you can keep frost off plants. So if it seems like Monday, Tuesday or so, there might be some a weather front. I don't know. I, I don't know what to think. I, we need some rain is what we need. I'll even take snow. I'll take anything. Any moisture will take it. It would be good for the gardens. Just realize that some plants will be vaporized. Your geraniums petunias, uh, zinnias, your peppers and eggplants and uh, all the all the summer blooming, summer thriving plants, they don't like the cold. Some plants, what you'll find is when it gets when it dips down to cold, you just planted those pansies. You put new spinach or kale out. You've got a new lilac or a new tree out. You don't have to cover those. They actually like the cold. They thrive in that. They'll actually produce more roots, more growth with that chill. They don't like the heat. They didn't like it this week, earlier this week when it was 85. They were struggling. They were using a lot of moisture. They really, really like it when it's in that 60s, 50s during the day, when there's a light freeze going down to the 20s at night. Oh, they thrive in that. The flavor of your lettuce, the the size of your broccoli and cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. They just, they just, they activate in that kind of weather and grow even better. The flavor comes out in those. Your trees, your shrubs, what will happen is as soon as we dip cold, we've only had really one cold event. And that was like three weeks ago that got some 
color going, some fall or autumn color going. But really, we need another another cold night or two. If we get that, boy, it'll be full fall. I mean, we're talking the aspens will be that spectacular gold. The maples just go bright red. Your, your ash trees will turn purple. It's magnificent. But we need some cold nights to really activate that, that event in the plants. Then they'll start taking all those carbohydrates. They suck it right down to the roots. And they just hibernate. They, go, they hibernate back into the trunk and into the ground. Uh, so this will be a challenge for you folks that just grew up in, let's say, a tropical climate. Southern California, Palm Springs, Tucson, Phoenix, the whole desert southwest. You're not used to a four-season climate. And so I'm already having some customers come in going, what's going on with my tree? It's it's dropping leaves. What should I do? I go, well, um, nothing. It's autumn. Fertilize them. You need to fertilize them. Water, keep them watered. And they're just, this is just what they do. This is what deciduous trees. Deciduous means they lose their leaves. This is kind of their time to shine with that great fall color. They're going to lose their leaves. You rake all those things up. You compost them. You fertilize them right now, and then they'll bud up, and you'll have fresh, brand new growth starting sometime in March. March, you'll see the end of February, you're seeing the daffodils bloom. The the daffodils uh, are kind of Crocus already done. Daffodils are blooming. The forsythias are starting to wake up. Flowering quince. The the uh, uh, rhododendrons start to bloom, and then it just progresses right through March and April and May. That's the spring season. So we get this fresh new vitality out of our plants. But they need a rest for a lilac to truly produce all of those flowers. That fragrance that just fills up the entire that entire part of the landscape. It's such a heavy producer, it needs to rest. It needs to just take a breather and just sleep it off for a little bit. It needs two, three months of rest. Then when it wakes up, it just goes, let's do this thing. It's spring and it takes off. And so you want to you really nurture those things. And that's why I encourage you. I've, you're you're going to get nailed for the next two, three, four weeks going fertilize, fertilize. I can't emphasize that enough. Fertilize, feed your plants. They need this food to be able to hibernate well, to be able to get through a tough winter, to get through that cold. We're going to get, in two months, by January 1, that's our coldest month is January, uh, it'll be down to 9, you know, 12, 9 degrees, depends on your altitude, where you're at, elevation. You folks in the high country, you're getting down to zero, five degrees or so. So you need plants that can do, can, can go that low, can hibernate, Take on that food and then wake back up and take off again. That is a truly deciduous or four-season kind of, of, of landscape. What will happen is within two weeks, as soon as those leaves start to drop, I mean, through the month of now through Thanksgiving, this is when fall really happens in the mountains of Arizona. This is when your evergreens really come into play. 20% of your landscape should be dedicated to evergreen shrubs and trees, things that just hold their foliage and they stay green. They might not bloom through winter or some things like Oregon grape or Mahonia. That's the other name. It's a native uh, Oregon grape holly. It's got a holly-shaped evergreen leaf. But sometimes what happens is when it's out in the in the bright sun, it gets this wonderful red color to it. So it's it's evergreen, but not green. It's ever it's evergreen means it keeps its foliage year-round doesn't mean it stays green year-round. It just 
Uh, it can turn red. It can turn colors. And then it can come back into green again. Another one is heavenly bamboo. I love this plant. Just planted three in my own backyard. Have a new remodel going on. I needed some fresh, new, nice-looking, evergreen kind of shrub. This is a, a shrub up to, there's several varieties, knee-high, hip-high, some are even head-highs. Depends on the model. But they all have this bamboo-type foliage to it. Planted those because the javelina don't eat those. Deer don't, don't nibble on them. Pack rats seem to leave them alone. They're just this nice, easy-to-grow evergreen. But in the full sun, they don't stay green. They actually turn this bright red. It's very pretty. On the top side of the leaf, it's red. The bottom's green. It's very striking. In more of the shaded areas, it'll stay true green. Just It doesn't turn that color. There's something about that photosynthesis of the winter sun makes it just turn red. Some plants are like that. So evergreen doesn't mean green all the time. Boxwood, that's another one that it's green. It's just the most famous of all the East Coast shrubs stays this solid green in the winter, in the spring, in the summer, in the fall. It's always the same. A small, small, the leaves are smaller than a dime. Just covered solid. You can make shapes out of them. Pyramids, cones. You can make ducks out of them. You can line your driveway up with them. They, they really grow well in the mountains of Arizona. And if you just want green, that's a great one to go with. But if you want some diversity, that doesn't mean you have to go with solid green. It can be actually multiple colors coming through. But evergreen, by definition, is holds its foliage on the, on the plant, on the tree, on the shrub, year-round. There's evergreen perennials, flowers that stay green and then bloom in the spring. They might not bloom in the winter, but they always have foliage on them, thus the definition evergreen. Got a lot in store for you this show. Uh, uh, this is an important show because we've got a season of a transition happening, but Lisa's coming in with your garden questions after this. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Waters October companion plants that grow well together are burning bush, spicy mums, glamour kale, and red fox sedge. Fox sedge has striking clumps of red foliage that fades to flocks, giving off a warm glow. An attractive foliage effect in container gardens, perennial beds, and fountain accents. A good choice in poor draining pockets along dry stream beds and beside large landscape boulders. You'll find foxy red grasses, just $17, here at Waters Garden Center. Google, give me directions to Waters Garden Center. Gardening has always come natural to me. Green thumbs, they just run in the family. So when the Family Garden Center was offered to Lisa and I, we jumped on the opportunity. I've always loved coming to the nursery, being surrounded by all the beauty, helping the backyard gardener and passing on some of that natural magic that happens so easily for me. We aren't just selling plants, we're offering garden success. My name is Ken Lane, owner, and you'll feel the magic here at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road, here in Prescott. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener, green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. All right, we've got Lisa Waters Lane coming in. She comes in each week with your garden questions. My favorite gal, I like taking her out. You know, dear, you are still worthy of being pursued. I still like the, <laughs> the chase, the... Seems like we're dating half the time. So, so going. I wonder if she still loves me. I wonder if she. I wonder if she'll go out with me. Hmm. The answer's always been yes. So I don't know why I question that, but still, I like it. Got to keep you guessing. 
I, is that how women think? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, anyway, no, no. Anyway, we yes. took the uh, girls, our twins. Mm-hmm. They're 25. We took them over to the Verde Valley, went to Page Springs uh, Winery, went to Havelina and uh, Oak Creek Vineyards, mm-hmm. and just took a wine tasting. They, they weren't wine aficionados, so they're no. just, they're hardly drinkers it's true why would parents do their they're hardly well, drinkers that's what they said they wanted to do they gotcha. wanted yeah. to do because they've never really done wine tastings it was something yeah. they wanted to do so there is an art there is a there is an education with with wine kind of mm-hmm. stuff so had a great time i was yeah, the dd was so yeah, driving sure. everyone around making sure we're all safe but uh page springs winery if you've never been, you don't even have to go for the wine. You go for the food. So we had a cheese board. When they've got a uh, uh, a deck out overlooking Oak Creek. It's magical. It's beautiful. You would not even think you're in Arizona. You think you're in mm-hmm. Kentucky or Tennessee or something. It's beautiful. And then you're sipping wine, watching the birds. Just mm-hmm. it's just a very classy, nice place. Yeah. And so that was that was a hoot. It was a beautiful day for it. Not too hot, not too cold. It was just right. It was just right. <laughs> Jerome, I kind of felt for Jerome. Oh, I, the, boy. I know some listeners are here, and this is, you, you all have been hit hard. I just feel for the merchants there. So this is a vibrant, active ghost town that's been resurrected. <laughs> a to vibrant, be, active ghost town. Well, to be, <laughs> they came back online as tourist place. It's an art colony. It's It's yeah. got a lot going on, but it boy. Does. Half the merchants were closed. Those that were open, you know, basically their doors closed, saying don't come in. It was a really yeah. awkward feeling. Uh, but there were lots of people there. So there was. it was lots of people up and down the... Very crowded. It was yeah. crowded. I had to leave some of the galleries going, I'm not mm-hmm. going in there. Not too many people. I'm out. So space, <laughs> I'm getting my space. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone was masked up pretty well. Yeah. But yeah, just some of the merchants, just some of the stores had been... Some of the restaurants, they you could tell oh, they had me. struggled. But yeah, yeah they, did, they didn't survive. Or they're, mm-hmm. maybe they're coming online only, only the weekends, reduced something. But you could tell it was noticed that the COVID-19 thing really mm-hmm. affected Jerome. In fact, you really should support those merchants over there. They, they need help. You don't see that in other places. Cottonwood, Prescott, you don't see that as much. We were downtown Flagstaff last week. We didn't see that. Mm-hmm. But Jerome, you did. So yeah. if you're thinking about touring, if you want to take that beautiful, majestic drive up over the hill between Prescott and Jerome or Cottonwood, mm-hmm. go support. Have a have an ice cream or Coke or Yeah, it's whatever. a great time to do it. I mean, yeah. the colors are turning. It's go see the fall colors. Yeah. Have Lunch in Jerome, yeah. go on to Sedona. Lots yeah. to do up there. Yeah. I love how Cottonwood has come back online downtown. Mm-hmm. It's just a great place. We go over pretty often, actually, just for a day trip because it's so close. Go, let's get, let's get out of here. There's great stuff here, <laughs> but it's your own place. So you kind of go, let's right. go. So yeah. It's new. It's just 50 minutes away or whatever. You just go to see it, and it's just a good, easy day away kind of right. stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is garden questions, though. We should cover something of, of people tuned in for gardening. We should, so the, we should do that. the travel portion of our yeah, show is now complete. We'll <laughs> 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 move into the garden section. <laughs> so Wade is in the Prescott area. He's new to the area, like so many. Just wants to know, when should he be shutting off his irrigation system, yeah. you know, draining it, doing all that stuff? You've got some time. Now, now if you get a frost... That does not freeze anything. It's the deep freeze. If you're going down to low 20s, teens, you need to be aware. 
Before that, you can cover things. They've got these big insulative kind of covers that go over backflow preventers. Uh, what I do, and I've already done this, uh, or those valves that are in the ground, I buy my manure, my mulch, my potting soil that I'm going to use next spring. I buy it now, and I put it over top. I lay it like a great big pillow of dirt over top of my valves, anything that's in the ground, and I've never had a valve freeze ever, mm-hmm. and I don't turn my system off. I don't blow it out, uh, but some people do. Mm-hmm. Flagstaff, White Mountains, Williams, okay, you all do blow your your system out. You've got a frost line in that soil. The lower elevations, we really don't get a frost line, and so we don't have the ground freezing where we have those valves, That's that, all that mechanical mechanisms freezing and breaking up. So what what's your landscaper going to do? Your mowing blow guys that come into neighborhoods and they they drain all the system all at once. They're trying to do efficiencies. They're trying to have their teams kind of do do them all at once. Mm-hmm. They're going to start doing that in November, so sometime uh, through December, sometime in there. So that's kind of that's to answer that question. Yeah, middle of November through middle of December, somewhere in there. That's probably when you're going to going to drain and blow things out. We don't really blow the lines out. Uh, here at 6,000 foot and lower, above that, you probably do because you, it's more intense. It's mm-hmm. a colder type of gardening. So you're a zone four or five up in Flagstaff. We're a zone seven here. So there you go to zero. Here we go to you know 10 degrees. It's a totally different uh, zone, garden zone. So there we go. And you still need to water. Oh, it's, yeah. It's too early oh, yeah. just to quit watering. Plants are actively using water right now. Mm-hmm. They're, they're actively moving sap up and down the trunk, so you need to make sure you don't cut it off too early, or you can have serious winter damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cold that is coming in a month or two, it can be seriously damaged. So, yeah, continue watering like it was spring right now. Mm-hmm. Once you see the foliage all gone, then you throttle that back to about twice a month something like deep soak it like you would in spring but you only do it a couple times a month if your if your system is drained take a hose out water by hand it's okay you can still remember how to do that (laughs) what manual labor all right our next question is from tina in prescott valley she has a crepe myrtle that has done its blooming for the season and they always put on those little weird Bolly things, yeah. which I don't know. I think they're kind of cute. But she wants to know, can she trim those off? Is it okay? You could trim them off or you can put your leather gloves on or just gloves and rub your hand up and down the stems. They'll pop right off. Or holidays are right around the corner. I mean, we're talking <laughs> Halloween's, you know, in a week, Thanksgiving's in just a few weeks. Take some red spray paint. <laughs> spray them red or orange no, or gold or glitter. No. You can have fun with them so oh. i think they're beautiful too uh-huh. but if they bother you just pull them off or clip them off whatever you want i would say do not prune yet yeah. far too early right. this is the curse of the Cal- southern california they they prune in like november phoenix they prune the roses in november don't do that in the mountains mm-hmm. you'll do more damage than good wait until like February, March, we let the winter, we get through the harshest of the winter, then we prune everything. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I can say, crepe myrtles, don't prune yet. Right. Spray paint them red. <laughs> yeah. So if your neighbors do that, don't complain to me. Talk to Ken, because <laughs> he told him to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. We have a question from Aaron, who's out in Chino. 
He says, for the first time, they've moved into a home that has an actual fireplace, nice. wood-burning fireplace. Um, his question is, can he use the ash from the fireplace when it's time in his raised beds, in his compost, that kind of thing? So this is something you read on the internet a lot, and that's more of an East Coast thing. So that, that's, that is what they do in Chicago and Boston, D.C., New York, all those, all those gardens, that's what they do. Here in Arizona, especially Chino Valley, we do not do that. So you want to let those ashes cool off and you want to throw them away, get them off your property. You don't need them. So it creates too much. It raises your pH too high, creates too much potash to where you can actually sterilize the soil. Or what we used to do in Skull Valley, I would pour the ash along the fence line where, so I didn't want anything to grow. That just If you don't want things to grow, pour it there, down your driveway, because it actually sterilizes the soil so your roots won't develop. So this is a something that's unique to the Southwest is because we have so much volcanic ash naturally occurring throughout our soils to add more ash to that. If anything, we need to add less ash, and add more compost, more manures, more organics, and less ash, because we've got so much already showing up in our mm-hmm. soil. So... If you got more on that, come talk to us. If you just don't believe, if your spouse just doesn't believe, have them come talk to us. We'll try to convince them. So anyway, Ken and Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners. Be right back. You're listening to Ken Lane, aka the Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Waters October companion plants that grow well together are blaze maples, spicy mums, glamour kale, and burning bush. Waters Compact Burning Bush is a neat, well-behaved shrub prized for its blazing red foliage in the fall. Looks great when planted with autumn gold sumacs, lilacs, and gold euonymus. At six foot, this bush makes a natural hedge that burns red through autumn, all for $49. You'll find the showiest shrubs here at Waters Garden Center. Siri, give me directions to Waters Garden Center. You might say I've been part of the local garden scene even before birth. My father started the very first garden center in northern Arizona and ran the family business with my mother, even while she was pregnant. The nursery was my preschool, with many joyous after-school hours spent playing in the family business. Waters isn't just a garden center. It's a safe place for kids and pets alike. My name is Lisa Waters Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road, here in Prescott. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. There's a couple things that you really, as we transition from this autumn, it's almost been summer, we call them Indian summers because it will get chilly and then it will come right back and get really nice again. Then it'll get chilly, frost, then it'll come right back again. And we'll keep doing that till the end of the year, about mid-December or so. After that, around, around Christmas or so, the new year, it's just cold. Yeah, it'll be 40, 50 degrees. It's nice during the day. You put a couple layers on, you walk the forest, enjoy it. But at night, it's chilly. But between now and then, 
It's beautiful. We'll just have a few cold events, then it comes right back to really nice. Well, if you want to nurture those plants and really get them to go, they're, they're putting on tremendous root growth right now. If you have a new landscape and you want that thing to take off with new growth next spring, there's a couple of things you need to do. One is fertilize. The second thing is everything's growing fast, especially those those winter type of weeds. You notice dandelions, uh, bull thistle, uh, goat head. These are growing really fast right now. Don't let them take over. This is such a strong growing season this autumn because it's so bright, so nice during the day and mild at night. Everything's growing. If you don't put weed and grass stopper, a weed preventer down in the yard, you're going to have lots of weeds and they're hard to kill in the winter. So some things I'm doing right now, I'm putting down Weed Beater Ultra. It's a granular. Well, I've got my, put it down with a hand spreader, basically. I'm I'm spreading that throughout the yard where I generally find weeds popping up. The big in-between-your roses, the flower beds, uh, down alongside the pathways, down the driveways, fence lines. I'm putting this Weed Beater Ultra. I spread it out there, and I'm praying for rain. Actually, this would be a great weekend to put that down because it looks like we might have a moisture event in the next week or so. Put it down. You'll need you'll need rain or snow or something in the next month to activate it and get it down into the ground. Of course, you can always take a hose and just hose it in. It just, that'd be just as good. But I don't like doing that. That's 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 work. I like spreading it in about 15 minutes, walking on and going mountain biking. That's way more fun than watering everything in. Put the weed and grass topper down, and that will keep those dandelions. It'll keep the foxtail. It'll keep all those winter weeds at bay. And it does not affect your, your plants that are already growing. So your rose bush. You can put it right through the roses. does not affect the roots or something already growing. It just keeps the seed from coming up. Likewise, you really, really need to fertilize. I'm seeing so much... Uh, evidence in neighborhoods where they haven't fed. They, they put this landscape in and it hasn't been fed in a year or two years or since spring. You've been watering like crazy. The plants are literally starving to death. The colors are muted. They're off color. They're going to become, as the days get shorter, really it will play out. And next spring, you're not going to get the growth that you really desire. If that lilac didn't bloom the way you wanted, it's because of food. If you're if the gardens just doesn't they don't seem to be producing like they did in years past, that's food. You just need to put a food out there. And for goodness sake, don't put miracle grow on your yard. Stop buying that crap and it's terrible stuff. You're destroying your, your gardens by using that. I know it's a marketing company. They've 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 lulled us all into saying that tomatoes will grow the size of your head if you put this stuff in the yard, but really it doesn't. It's a, it's a salt-based fertilizer that reacts with our water and our minerals. It just does more damage than good. I don't even sell it here at Waters Garden Center. We just, I stopped that years ago going, man, customers are destroying their yard with this stuff. So we made our own non-salt-based fertilizer that, that actually does work with our soils, with our plants, with our water that makes a difference. Really what you want in the fall of the year, though, you want a granular food, something that breaks down slowly over a long period of time because plants are shutting down. They're not heavily feeding right now, but they are taking in that food slowly, methodically, consistently through the end of the year. I created a 744 
all-purpose plant food. It's uh, basically cottonseed meal with bird guano and some iron and sulfur and some other magic stuff in there. But plants, whoa, they respond to that stuff. It'll bring the color out of those maples, your aspens, the ash, much better too. It'll make them brighter. It'll definitely help those lilacs, and forsythia, and azaleas, and rhododendrons to bud up this winter and then to explode with fragrant growth next spring. Without it, the buds will be smaller or non-existent at all. And you'll blame the weather. You'll blame everything else. But really, you as a gardener, you should blame yourself. You didn't fertilize your plants. These are like puppy dogs out in the yard. And if you just put a puppy dog out there for a week or two or a season or two or a year or two, what are they going to look like at the end of the year? They're going to be thin. You could see the bones coming through them. But well, plants are no different than a puppy dog. They're living, breathing things that you need to water and nurture and feed just like anything else. I don't think we fertilize enough in the yard. So a granular food, especially an organic food, the plants will will absorb virtually all of that food over the winter. Even in January, you'll see the buds swelling up. Yeah, things are in slow motion, but they're still using that fertilizer, using the food and storing that up. And that's what they're going to use for next spring's growth. Critical. Weed and Grass Stopper, the Weed Beater Ultra, and fertilizing. You can't do this. Is your season for that? Your source for timely garden advice, right for higher elevations, guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. Water's October companion plants that grow well together are Blaze Maple, Burning Bush, Arizona Creeper, Spicy Mums, and Glamour Kale. Few flowers are more elegant in fall than Water's Glamour Kale. The autumn colors are perfect for containers, beds, and borders. And it's so easy to grow. This unique Prescott selection is an award winner for cold hardiness, intense red, purple flowers in a frilly package, all for $9. You'll find bright fall flowers here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. If life is a bowl of cherries, why not make them the biggest, sweetest cherries ever? Waters Garden Center is super excited to introduce our new organic fruit and vegetable plant food. This fertilizer has the bonus of added calcium that gives fruit trees and veggies an extra boost to produce healthy, abundant crops. Feed your plants now to help them thrive and grow more fruits than ever in just $27 for a 20-pound bag. Save natural, organic, fruit and vegetable plant food only at Waters Garden Center. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding with a few Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. All right, we've got Lisa Waters Lane back in the studio. This segment we give just to her. You get her thoughts, her vision on gardening for that particular season. Welcome to the studio, Lisa. Thank you. So we did find, you've got this fancy, you're an iPhone user. Yeah. I'm not an iPhone user. I'm an (laughs) Android guy. So I like technology, Mm -hmm. not just ease of use. So iPhones are for those that just can't seem to work a phone without Apple. Excuse me? Yep, you heard me. And Android folks just got it going on. <laughs> and two-thirds of us have Androids. One-third has iPhones. So anyway. Your point? What is your point? Do you have a point? <laughs> no, I just wanted to make sure that we offended a third of all of our listeners. <laughs> well, you offended me. <laughs> anyway, you dropped your, your iPhone into the water. Yes. We found a new 
solution for agriculture product that we make here. Aqua Boost is a, is a polymer that we make. We've infused them with with mycorrhizal fungi. It's a great additive. If, you, if your gardens were drying out this season, mm-hmm. put Aqua Boost in the soil. It swells up, holds us, holds moisture, creates root growth. It's a great garden product. But we we put your phone in rice. We did everything we could think of. We're about to file a claim. I took it home, got a bottle of Aqua Boost. This is like a dry, granular. It looks like rice, mm-hmm. only not. It's, it looks like you, something you'd add to your garden soil. <laughs> so I put it, put your phone in a case and uh, put the Aqua Boost around it. Then I put my uh, desk lamp on it, kind of heat it up a touch for a few hours. And man, that thing powered right back up online. It was ready to go. The water, it sucked the water right out of that phone. Yeah. It's amazing. It was some impressive. I had my doubts. Really? But it worked. So and... j- just go ahead and say it. You're a mighty impressive man. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I don't have I'm to I'm so say glad it. I married you. Just you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Confident, maybe. But there good ideas. Go. Yes, ahead. but going back to the cell phone, we are in no way saying you should take your cell phone <laughs> and put it in, in the what? aqua boost oh, no. and put a heat lamp on it. Oh, no. Okay. I just want to cover ourselves on that because, you know. If, if you're giving up on your phone because it got wet. Come talk to us. We can show you the inside scoop. It really worked. It's worked on two phones already. So it's just really better than rice or every, all these other things you read online, which didn't do a thing. It didn't power up. It wouldn't charge. You, you yeah. could see the moisture in the screen. It was just, but the AquaBoost, wow. I just want a little disclaimer in there. So enough about <laughs> your cell phone and my preferred, you know, better Android. What kind of garden stuff can we give folks? So I'm going to let that go for now. We'll talk about it later. Um, so this year, with being as dry as it has been, we a uh, lot, a lot of customers are having problems with critters eating everything yeah, in true. their yard. Deer, yeah. javelina, bunnies, squirrels. I mean, they're just all out there, and they're thirsty, and they're hungry. So, yeah, they're making some... From fast work out of some people's yards. There's been so many customers coming, almost worried. The drought has got the animals, they're desperate. They're mm-hmm. really struggling. Yeah. And so you can yeah. see that in the garden. The pressure gets what's left, what's left alive. They're coming in and chewing on to see if they can get anything out of it. So right. it's kind of a, I feel okay. for them out there. Yeah. But I just don't want them eating my gardens. I want them eating, you know, just. Go be desperate over there, not over here. <laughs> well, I mean, and there's things we can do to create yards that maybe aren't as delicious. Maybe they'll go over to the neighbor's yard and go eat their stuff and leave yours alone. So yeah. there, there's things you can do to help prevent the issues from occurring in the first place. Like ivory soap? <laughs> you hang bars of that around. Hey, or you know, you're all kind of human hair. <laughs> I heard someone trying to gather up like coyote poop and spread it around. All kinds of crazy stuff. If that's what you want to do. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just put in plants. Oh, there we go. That are resistant to begin with. Not very desirable for yeah. them. Um, you can also just be proactive. If you're going to put an aspen tree out in your front yard and you live in an urban wildlife interface area... You better just realize you're going to have to fence that tree off. They're going to be. Know? They're going to notice it. Mm-hmm. They notice what's new. 
Right. They take interest, even if they don't like it. They'll, they'll come mm-hmm. in and go, hey, let's, let's check this out. It's new. Look at it. Right. Rub your antlers here. <laughs> Scratch your behind here. Let's nibble on that. See if it's any good. And they go, mm-hmm. eh, not good. Right. So Moving on. If you're going to put those things in, if you're bound and determined to do it, then take some proactive steps yeah. to keep them from ruining those trees. Definitely. Um gophers if you know you have gophers when you do your planting use a gopher cage oh yeah you're going to protect your roots um, and you're not going to have to worry about the gophers being out there and being active so taking those proactive stances the other thing is especially with javelina i've noticed this when you plant something new in the yard use a repellent on it right away Oh, that's good, yeah. Um, because a lot of, you know, especially javelinas, they can't see worth a hoot, but they can sure smell. <laughs> and they love the smell of that freshly dug dirt. Yeah. So if you're getting, uh, like, the granular repels all around that, you're going to disrupt that smell for them. So they're just not going to be as attracted to it. So definitely using your repellents so out there. So granular instead mm-hmm. of the liquid. So repels all. This is a great organic repellent that we've been mm-hmm. selling for many, many years repels all by bonide it's rotten eggs garlic and some other stuff it's right. don't ever touch your lips right after you spread it i can tell you that from <laughs> from firsthand experience because you'll be tasting it for like yeah the evening and wear gloves but sprinkle it around where that that freshly dug soil is because they mm-hmm. do they find that moist interesting mm-hmm. and it just keeps them out of that so they, right. it just kind of repels them away thus the name thus the name the other thing is don't be putting things in your yard that you know they're attracted to so this time of year you know i love pumpkins as much as the next person but if you've got to have a lot of javelina in your neighborhood and you put out 15 pumpkins i mean they're you're gonna have a feast at your it's a party (laughs) and there won't be a pumpkin left yeah no they'll be smashed everywhere bird seed a lot of people put out those big blocks of bird seed or the feeders drop you know seed on there they love that they're going to be looking for that so you have to be careful with that pansies um the ornamental kale kale, all those things they love it so if you put it in where they can get to it they're going to eat it that's what they want to do so we need to to be conscious of that. I always tell new people in the area because they always want to put their fall bulbs in. They're like, well, can I plant, you know, tulips? And I'm like, no. Yeah. Not unless they're fenced. Because that's like crack cocaine for yeah. a javelina. Yeah. So just be careful <laughs> with that. And then put in those plants that we know are pretty tried and true. Um, a lot of shrubs here that work really well, the Nandina, otherwise known as Heavenly Bamboo, um, they leave that alone. Boxwoods, they leave alone, which I don't know why. You would think they would be It's a sap. Like they yummy. don't like the, the flavor of the sap. You know? uh, a lot of those have a, have a real white, milky sap. Yeah. They just don't like it. It's natural defense that, that sure. plants have. Uh, gopher spurge. Yeah, I was going to say the way. Euphorbia family. Yeah, so, same yeah. thing. They don't like the taste because right. of the sap. Mm-hmm, definitely. Junipers. Yeah. And they'll leave those junipers alone. Um the silverberry which is that real pretty yeah. actually nice drought hardy shrub as well um butterfly bush pretty pretty safe um caryopteras santalinas things that kind of have that rough leaf or things that are gray leafed um, they tend to stay away from so just kind of look for those things and there are some very pretty shrubs you can put out 
Um, it may not be a rose because if you put a rose out there, you're going to have buds. deer yeah. out there eating those lovely blossoms. Herbs We've had great. such good luck with rosemary and thyme and lavender. oregano and lavender. They're all these great herbs because they have this fragrance, this, this repelling odor. Mm-hmm. The herb put this defense into them to repel the animals, but then we see it and go, oh, delicious adds flavor <laughs> so they they react differently uh-huh. than animals yeah so there's a lot of, of nice plants that are in the herb family you wouldn't think of like echinacea yeah um you know they'll they leave that alone your autumn um, sage salvia gregii's they leave those alone snapdragons another great f- color f- for you that you can put out there that they're not going to bother with so great advice and if you get if you're thinking of planting it's a good time to plant but you have animal pressure, come talk to us. We'll walk you through. It's kind of what we do for a living. We'll personally walk you through going, stay away from that. Nope, that's not so good. But one that looks just like that, you know, your euonymus, not so good. But silverberry looks just the same. They don't bother. Mm -hmm. So we can help guide you in so you're making less mistakes and have less damage to your landscape. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Ken and Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Waters October companion plants that grow well together are burning bush, Arizona creeper, spicy mums, glamour kale, and Prescott blaze maple. Prescott Blaze Maples have extreme growth of three feet or more each year. The fall color glows like embers in a blaze hot fire. Thus the name. There's no better red maple to plant locally. Perfect for patios or any place shade is needed. And a big bold tree is just $149. You'll find the best fall shade trees here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Gardening and you don't know where to start? Waters In-Home Garden Service comes to you and identifies what you have and how to make it better. Design advice, water strategies, vegetable and flower gardens, soil and food needs, and problem solving. Always problem solving. You'll instantly be a better gardener. All for just $200 of expert time with a coupon to fill your garden dreams without ever leaving home. In-home garden consultations from Waters Garden Center. We can be at your home this week. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. So there's certain things, because we're up in the mountains of Arizona, uh, there are there's this transition that happens. So Phoenix... And Southern California, Palm Springs, the deserts, they're coming online. So there's been a whole crop rotation that are being harvested. And the manager for that, that takes care of all those stores will go, send 200 of those, all my store, all 50 stores. And you'll see some weird things show up. Be careful what you're buying, especially from your box mass merchant folks, especially in the mountains of Arizona, because most of the people, let's face it, live down there. They aren't up here in God's country where there's just a few of us have figured it out. This is the place to be. There's there's five million people down in Phoenix. Why would you live in, in that hustle and bustle? You're going to have a heart attack. You're going to stroke out on the highway. you got to be kidding me. Come up. We're slower paced. We're neighborly. We like talking. 
in line at the grocery store, at the gas pump, at Costco, here at the garden center. We like chit-chatting because we're not as stressed out. Well, those folks, they just ship plants to all their stores and, and you'll you'll be buying you know like marigolds now you should not be doing that you should be buying petunias or uh, uh, pansies and violas and snapdragons they love the cold this is the time you put them in this is when you garden with those but you don't put zinnias in you don't put lantana in now they're about to be vaporized. They won't last a month before they finally die. And you'll blame your own thumbs going, oh, I've got such brown thumbs. Going, No, you were just uninformed. And you were trusting the retailer you bought it from. They were just, they're not, they're after sales through the register, not after your garden success. And so just be careful what you're buying. I could say that about the shrubs that you're, you're putting in. There's all these evergreens that are being shipped in for the holidays. So we're all transitioning. All the, the retailers, all of us, are getting ready for the Thanksgiving through Christmas holidays. And so the plant people, we're bringing in the Christmas tree looking stuff. And so we've brought in all the varieties that will thrive. I mean, just just literally grow just with, with abandon here in the mountains of Arizona. But there's some evergreens that do not belong up here. You should not be planting goldwater pines. That's a desert pine, a Japanese black pine. That does not belong up here. It will grow, but there's bark beetles. There's all kinds of bugs that go after them. There's scale. There's there's a, a, a rust that gets on certain varieties. They really should not be sold here because they won't live very long. But if all you're after is the sale, you don't care about the success or longevity of your customers. Well, yeah, maybe you would bring it in and just show it off, put a red bow on it and go, here, you want one? And you'll sell them all. But sometimes it's not you that's the problem. You just you just bought the wrong thing. You were sold the wrong thing, or just impulse buy, you know, the wrong thing. Really do your homework. And this is a tricky time with this transition. In the summer, you, you blunder your way through. All the product grows well. But as we get colder, you just need to know. So now is your time to be planting a spruce. Colorado spruce, Fat Albert spruce, hoop size spruce. These are the Christmas tree looking type of blue to green looking evergreens. They're beautiful trees. And they grow wild in some of the mountaintops, the ridgelines around Prescott, throughout the mountains of Arizona. It's a great time to be planting Austrian pine. It looks like a ponderosa pine, long-needled green pine, but it holds its foliage right down to the ground. It's much more handsome than, let's say, a ponderosa, which basically you're just planting a trunk in the yard. By the time it gets grown up, it's it's just all the foliage is up there, and you just have a trunk growing through your deck or whatever here. So Austrian, I think, is, is better looking for a landscape specimen that's out there. Diodor cedar, which is probably the fastest growing of all of the evergreens. This is a great time to be, be planting those. So uh, Arizona cypress, Italian cypress, the junipers like Spartans and, and Wichita blues, these are all really good plants to be planting right now. While we've got cold, shoot, plant them, have some snow. That, but they'll really take that in because it'll saturate the soil all the way around that the root zone. They'll just put out roots all over the place. We are not done with the growing season. We're just shifting. We're changing the growing season. In the gardens, you should be, really be aware in the vegetable and flower gardens. So right now, it looks like the, the, the higher elevations, at least, will be nipped 
with some frost, it'll be a flash frost. It'll get it'll freeze, then all of a sudden it'll it'll come right back and be really nice. But it can do the damage at four, five, six o'clock in the morning, and then there's no recovery. Once those that foliage turns black and melts down, it's over. Your really sensitive uh, succulents and sedums, uh, agaves. There's some that are tropical varieties that they don't even like to be looked at cold. They're going to be damaged if you don't cover them or bring them inside. Some things love it. So you get uh, dragon's blood sedum. It loves the cold. Mine is just growing like crazy. Uh, you, you, there's quite. A, there's a whole series of uh, perennial. They come back year after year, and most of them are evergreen, quite honestly. Uh, so there's chartreuses. There's there's all kinds of colors. But out of all of the sedums, there's probably 300, 400 varieties. There's only five that will winter over and thrive here. All the rest will be nipped by this frost because they're tropical and will be they'll die. They're not going to come back. Once the top growth burns off with frost and cold, uh, they're just gone. They won't come back from the roots. So you'll either have to cover those to keep them going for an extra month, month and a half, or you'll bring them inside, store them inside, protect them, some of the greenhouses, that kind of stuff, Arizona room. So that's that's this looks like this might be the week. The lower elevation folks, you're going, oh, those people up in Prescott and Flagstaff, oh, they're so cold up there. They should live down here where the red rocks rise up from the from the ground and water flows through them. We don't get as cold. Well, you're just a week later than us. So they're, it's coming. I'm just, this is for all of us, no matter the elevation. Be ready. So you got your sheets ready. If you're growing tomatoes, peppers, eggplants, melons, cucumbers, these are all tropical plants. You can get an extra two, three, four weeks of growth, of harvest out of those, simply by having sheets or frost covers. We've got frost covers here at the, at the garden center. We've got them all out where you can see them, and, and so they're easy access, just big white sheets of fabric that are designed to keep the frost up on the fabric and not allow it to get down to the plant. They're used, for, I've got some that are five, 10 years old. You could use them for years, uh, and they just do their job really, really well. Just be aware. This is when the consumer needs to really be informed. Watch your, your, follow your favorite blogs, your favorite garden writers or uh, radio hosts or whatever. Fo- just get the right information. Talk to a neighbor. You, you know who the gardeners are on your street. I tell you, if you knock on the door, just say, hey, my name's Joan. I'm right next door. I'd love to, how, what are you doing with those plants? How do they look so good? Gardeners love to share it's a social thing that happens, and we're honored when someone admires or, or just takes a moment and takes in the beauty of that particular garden. That's why we design those for us and for others, just to enjoy the fragrance and the beauty and the butterflies and the hummingbirds. So monarchs, they've been out. They've been laying eggs, so they're active right now. This cold is going to slow them down, so they've laid eggs. It takes, I don't know, a week or so for eggs to, to hatch then, then for them to crystallize and form. It's like a month-long process. There's still time for monarchs to actually emerge and start flying south for the winter. We are not over gardening by any means, uh, but, but it is a time of transition, so you just need to, to know what's going to happen. So if you got questions on that, I mean, please come visit, talk to us. We can hold you right through. Take a picture of it. 
say, hey, do I need to be worried about this? And I'm going, yeah, there's no way as any is going to make it through the, through the next week. You got to bring it inside. Or if you need help figuring out how to get things inside. I've covered that, I think, two shows ago, how to bring your geraniums and store them inside. Use a coleus as a houseplant inside. It's not a time to rehash the same topic over and over, but come talk to us. We can walk you right through that and help you. Or just plant some things that like the cold. There's winter blooming things like pansies and violas. Snapdragons stay evergreen year-round. They bloom a long time if they take a little break in January. Then you cut back that spent flower. Although the foliage is green, it just stops blooming. And it comes right back and end of February starts blooming again. There's some amazing plants that love the cold that is coming here in the mountains of Arizona. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott at 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. Waters companion plants that grow well together are blaze maple, burning bush, spicy mums, glamour kale, and red wall creeper. Waters red wall creeper is specially selected to dress up those miles of stockade fence. A mountain vine with rich green foliage turns fire engine red through autumn. Waters native vines are just $49 and both deer and rabbit proof. You'll find the showiest vines here at Waters Garden Center. Google, give me directions to Waters Garden Center. Wondering why the grass is always greener on the other side? Well, it's probably because your neighbor used the all-purpose fertilizer from Waters Garden Center. Monsoon is right around the corner and it's the perfect time to feed your plants. Waters All-Purpose Fertilizer is the only organic made especially for Arizona mountain soils. Don't buy a bunch of different fertilizer for your flowers, veggies, trees, or grass. This one does it all. The plants on your side will be happier, healthier, well, greener. Safe, natural, organic. Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. So the team here at Waters Garden Center got some huge coverage, accolades this week. It actually went national. In fact, it got so national that I've got friends stopping by the garden center to see what we're doing. So some friends came in yesterday from uh, North Carolina, for goodness sake. No, for garden's sake. Sorry, I got that wrong. Sorry, Scott. Uh, Flew in. They were going to see the canyon. Said, Ken, we're flying into Prescott. We're going to spend the night. Come see your place. See what you got going on. And then get your recommendations on where to stop while we make this route from Grand Canyon to Sedona. It's a huge, huge honor. But we were uh, given the the Prescott Chamber of Commerce Excellent in Business Award. And I wrote a press release just kind of say thank you very much. You know, it's, it's an honor. You know, it's kind of your your pat, you know, thank you very much stuff. Got the, the video in there. Well, the biggest honor you can have in a garden center's world is to be on the front cover of Garden Center magazine. And we made it on Thursday, front cover. Never been there before. 58 years of business. Never been on the front cover. So you just you, you let your team know, hey, we did it. Look at this. This is great. So kind of embarrassing, me with an award on the front cover, but the, you, you take it and you just you, you 
you just say thank you and you give all the glory to your team because they're the ones that actually make me look way better than I could ever be by myself. And that's small business for you. It's really small as mom and pop run it by themselves. But as soon as you get past that, it's your people. It's your culture. It's it's your your DNA imparted through them to make you better. And so well done, Waters team. You did great. And, and thanks for making us look so good, even amongst peers on a national level, to the point where they're going out of their way to visit and come see what we what we got going on. So that's super. They even mentioned, I mean, we have a God purpose statement. We even have verses. We have Disney verses that we live by that represent us. But our, our, uh, our God verse is to show God's love and beauty to our community, not our customers. It's far beyond that. We help our customers look good, to shine, to feel better, to take it all in. But have you ever noticed when a, when a neighbor or, or a, someone on your street starts to have a nice landscape, they take that old rental that's run down, the juniper's half dead, and they, they move in, they clean it up, they put new paint for some fresh shrubs. All of a sudden, there's this halo effect where it starts to spread. That's what we're talking about, to share God's love and beauty to you and your neighbors, and then it just is infectious from there. And you do that through your donations, through how you treat your staff, uh, there's a lot of different pieces to that, but we're conscious about it. So we're not preachers about it. We just live it, and hopefully people feel it when they come in. I think a lot of folks do. Some folks come in just to be with the plants. Well, hopefully we had something to do with that where we we're making it so inviting where you, you just want to be here. Part of that is our garden classes. So so we've got uh, more garden classes. We try to help you be a better gardener right up front. That's just, we don't want you to make mistakes. And so we impart a lot of garden content, weekly garden column, video c- classes, and actual physical classes. We'll have 15, I don't know, or so people here at the garden center. A lot of people streaming it. But this week, uh, this Saturday, we've got succulents, cacti, and the low-maintenance garden. Next week, Halloween, bring your costumes. It'll be showy shrubs of autumn. And then November 7th, the best mountain evergreens planted in November. That's kind of kind of the series. That's all part of, of what makes us who we are. There's a reason we're doing it. It's not just to make a sale. It's way deeper than that because we're going to church with you. We're, our kids are playing soccer together. We see at the grocery store. We're, we're at the restaurants. We just, we're here. This is community. This is us. It's a small town. We know each other. And I'm not just talking Prescott. I'm talking all the small towns in northern Arizona. It's us. That's who we are. That's our DNA up in the mountains. Throughout the week, Ken and Lisa Lane, we camp out here at Waters Garden Center. We love talking to fans of the show. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in.